0: On this week's episode, we are talking all about our babies, our favorites, our dogs.
1: We will be comparing and contrasting service dogs and pet dogs, still an important role. Yes, so stick around. and welcome to Rare with Flair,
0: the podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I am
1: your host, Casey, And I'm your host, Cassandra. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of January 2021, or whenever it is that you're actually listening to this episode, probably not when it came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in our last Episode before we started talking. Uh, we were talking about the things that we were trying to accomplish this January slash I guess this year, but it was mostly like goals we had for the month. So we wanted to update you guys on that. Yes, (laughs) update us on the goals. I am so
0: proud of Cass, y'all. She has been a cleaning machine. It It has been
1: an emotional exorcism <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> To say the least It's amazing because we send each other Voice memos
0: on our texts And she was sending me a voice memo one day And there was like this relaxing spa music In the background <laughs> And I was like what is this spa music And she was like I'm cleaning I am listening to spa music while I clean <laughs>
1: So I did uh, I did do the Marie Kondo thing, and one of the things she said is, and this was kind of difficult for me, but she was like, don't clean with music that you like and that has words and stuff because you'll get distracted. And I was like, no, I won't. But I was like, okay, fine, I'll try it. She said silence first, and I was like, I think i die. No. But then no. I... She also said maybe like nature sounds. So I put on this relaxing spa playlist from Spotify. So I'll link that in the show notes if anyone wants a relaxing playlist. Well,
0: she sent it to me, and now I literally play it every single night while I'm doing my night routine for bed. And it's incredible. <laughs> I really do. So, like, when Spotify Wrapped happens at the end of this year, it'll be all just spa music for like my singing like singing
1: top- bowl music. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So Also, Case
1: has been cooking I've been a lot c- of, c- like, it. healthy
0: meals. I've been cooking up a storm. And, like, I, I think a lot of – I mean, I don't want to, you know, not all blind people, but a lot of blind people don't like the kitchen for many reasons, and I was mm-hmm. always one of those people. Uh, cooking is very visual, and my phone is yeah. my best friend. I do use my phone to zoom in on a lot of things. But, y'all, totally. I am cooking. I have been cooking a lot of healthy recipes – And I never ever have done this. Like it's some maybe it's something about my late twenties. But you're you're not in your late twenties and you cook, so I don't know. But
1: I don't know. I like I just like to cook, but at the same time, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, and I'm so proud. I'm so glad that you're you know not just doing it, but you're actually enjoying it.
0: Yes, something flipped where I'm like domestic now. I'm like cooking and cleaning, and (laughs) it's very exciting. So
1: I know. So here we are, cooking and cleaning, living our best lives. Living
0: our best lives 2021, best lives. We you know, the hash the, the tagline <laughs> says we're living our best lives, and nothing is more true. We are living our best lives. So Honestly,
1: we're both feeling like pretty good. And pretty so good.
0: pretty good. It's
1: been nice, you know, we're still not going anywhere, but it hasn't been too, too bad. Yeah,
0: which is why you gotta cook and clean if you're not going anywhere. You gotta do it <laughs> stuff in your house. You gotta entertain exactly. yourself somehow. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyways. Today, like we said in the intro, we are going to be talking all about our dogs. Cassandra has a service dog. Named Romana. I have a pet dog named Rupert. As you can see in the title of this episode, their nicknames and they don't rhyme, but they are Rue and Roe, which is, which is the perfect. Thing. And perfect. our nicknames are Case and Cass. So Guys, guys, guys there was
1: guys. never a truer quartet that <laughs> needed to be made. <laughs> never a truer
0: quartet ever. So name a better
1: quartet. Name <laughs>
0: name a better quartet than us and our dogs case and Cass and ruin row we love our dogs (laughs) to pieces we were like we need to do a whole episode and we would love for this episode to be a little bit contrasting comparing and contrasting pet dogs and service dogs what are the differences um i think it's really interesting it kind of delves into like the disability part of our lives but also just the life part of our lives so that's what we try to do with this
1: podcast anyways Yeah, we're super psyched, but unfortunately, it is going to be an exercise in self-control for Case because we do not have 100 reviews yet. So yes. go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review because we have missed out on the glorious opportunity of being able to hear Casey's <laughs> dog voice this episode. Yes. So- yes.
0: If you don't know what she's talking about, when we get 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to do my dog voice for the podcast. And it's incredibly embarrassing and wonderful at the same time. So I love it out. so much. So go, go give us a review. I'm going to have to use so much restraint to talk about my baby without doing it. But I can honestly. Do
1: it. It may have to be edited out yeah, if it comes yeah. through, but we can <laughs> do it. We can do it. I believe in you. Truly. I can um, do it. I can do it. I can do it. So we wanted to start by talking about how we got them, because those are pretty different stories. And I've never heard Case's story about how she got Rupert, so I'm actually really excited.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot, I feel like, of about our dog journeys that we don't really even know about each other, that we've never told the full story to each other. So this is like going to be a thing for both of us but yeah so my dog Rupert he's two years old he is a Bichon Frise and he is strictly a pet he's not a service animal of any kind I grew up with two Bichon Frises. they were my everything as a child and I'm very prone to allergies and these dogs are hypoallergenic and their dander really doesn't bother me at all and I knew that going into this Mm -hmm. so um I did buy Rupert from a breeder and I will do a quick quick you know disclaimer I know the adopt don't shop movement is very big and I think adopting a dog is really, really a wonderful thing, but I I have gotten a lot of hate for buying from a breeder. I will say I bought from a very reputable breeder who is really into keeping the breed standard intact. And I was telling Cassandra the other day, If breeders didn't exist, breeds would no longer exist. And having breeds of dogs is important Mm -hmm. because some dogs are bred for working, some dogs are bred for companionship, some dogs are bred for pulling a sled, some dogs are bred for leading the blind, like Romana. So Mm -hmm. they all have their purposes and Bichons are really good for my lifestyle. I don't have the lifestyle to have a Husky. That's just not my lifestyle. So anyway. So, but it's, it, the story of getting him is really funny. I actually went through, like, five different breeders to get him because I was really trying to get an ethical Where reader. do you go to
1: look for that, first of all? So, just so maybe our listeners who are interested in potentially getting a, a dog that is bred, but in a reputable way. Yeah. So, like, the American Kennel Club
0: has a list of people who have been certified and all of that. Cool. So, um, I can try to send some links for the show notes, of course. But actually, so... I really wanted a boy, and that's just me being picky. Nothing against girl dogs at all, but I grew up with boys. And I, I, I had this breeder in line that ended up having all girls. And so, oh no! And no disrespect to girls. I know some amazing girl dogs, in, including Romana. But um, <laughs> yes. I already had the name picked out and I just had it, I had my heart set that this was my boy and this was his name and this was who he was. So anyway, all girls. And then a few other things fell through. Um, and so anyway, it was like I was in Disney World when i got the email that this breeder had worked out and i was over the moon excited and i saw my dog's picture for the first time sitting on main street usa so, talk about
1: Disney Talk about magic. Disney magic.
0: There's so much more to the story <laughs> of why things fell through. But let's just say, like, it's one of those things where I was crying. Like, I was like, everything keeps falling through. What is happening? And it was one of those things where it was like, he was, he was meant to be mine. And he came into my mm-hmm. life at the right time. And it was all meant to be. And it all fell into place perfectly. So what about you? Tell us. I know you kind of went over this in episode two about the process of getting a guide dog. So, you know, but tell us your story of how you got row,
1: Right. Mona. So it's definitely different. So the way it works is for a guide dog, you kind of, instead of picking a breeder, you pick like a school where they train the dogs and they breed the dogs and they, you know, they raise it up so that it's ready for you to, you know, be a mobility tool and also, you know, be your friend and, and bond with you. So, there are a lot of different guide dog schools in the United States. Usually, people that have gone to a guide dog school are very die hard about the place that they yes, got their guide dog. I've seen that. Um, so you see, like a lot of school pride, which I think is kind of cute, I but love it's it. it's different based on how they train the dogs. Some use more positive reinforcement. Some use more traditional methods, which are are also effective and also work. But I ended up deciding to go to. I applied to two different ones, and I didn't get in one because I guess something in my eye report showed that I might have had, like, I think <laughs> they didn't think I was blind enough, which oh. is really funny. And that tends to happen to uh, people with usable vision, but, uh, you know, just to to keep it on the record, I am legally blind. I, I, do, I do qualify for a guide dog, but it was just the way that the report was written. Um, didn't accurately represent my my vision and my functional vision not just like how much I can see in perfect lighting but how much I can functionally see in lots of different yeah can I butt
0: into that for like five seconds like oh for sure we talk about a lot how when you're in a doctor's office with like indoor lighting and all the perfect things it's so different from how you might see outside in the bright sunlight or outside in the dark or in all these Mm -hmm. different places with the glare and all of that so like our vision inside a doctor's office is not necessarily reflective of what our vision actually is in the real life oh yeah yeah.
1: it's very ideal and honestly the the chances of our us being in a an environment like that are super low so absolutely so functionally honestly I am I am legally blind especially since we're light sensitive but Moving on, I I ended up going to Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael, California. I really really love GDB. Of course, I have tons of school pride. Um, yes. I think they're I think the biggest guide dog school in the United States, and so they have two different locations. And I was just really satisfied with, um, you know, how I was treated throughout the application process, and they have a lot of client services after you graduate, should you choose to use them. So, I thought they were a really great choice, and so. It's a, it's a long process and I won't describe it in too much detail just because it's, it's long. But um, you have to first apply online and then you get in, an interview with on a phone you know, phone interview with uh, an admissions rep. and then you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork, both like certifying that you're you know, definitely blind and <laughs> that you've had orientation and mobility training, which again, I, me- I mentioned in episode two. But it's basically the training that teaches blind people how to get around safely. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really stressed before getting a guide dog. So I did and I sent all that. And then I had someone come from the school to kind of walk with me and see that I could walk well with my cane, that I could cross streets safely, that I was able to make correct judgment because you know, guide dogs don't know when to cross the street. You have to tell them to do that. So um, to make sure that I was responsible enough in my own personal mobility and asked me a lot of questions. And I got accepted in December of 2015. So it was after my freshman semester of college. And I, again, in episode two, I kind of went through why I made that decision and You know, it's just my lifestyle changed. I was more independent. I was walking a lot and I was like not in a place that I could be driven around too much. So Mm -hmm. it was the right it was the right timing for me. But because there's a long wait list for getting a guide dog and guide dog schools don't like to train first time handlers that live in snowy states, which Ohio is one of those over the winter time because it's kind of a lot to go home with your first guide dog and try to figure out how to work together in the snow. So, right. um so I finally got accepted in August of 20 or not wow, of 2016. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> These are the years. So, I I had to wait probably a good 9 months after I got accepted, but I think it was really good timing for me and you're there for two weeks so I went to go to California and I got my dog the first day they kind of orient you to the the facility you'll be in for a couple weeks you meet your classmates and then the second day is dog day and it's just super super special you don't know anything about your dog before you get there uh, until like probably 20 minutes before you get your dog it's so nerve wracking. Oh, that's so um, exciting! Though. And I will, I will reference those points later on based on what we're going to talk about. But yeah, it was just, it was just, I would love to also hear how you like you and Rupert's first meeting because Romana, you know, they told us their names and their, uh, their gender and their color keep in mind most of these people are totally blind so they needed to do that yeah um and so we'd go back to our rooms and then they would bring us our dog and it was just like such a magical experience they knocked on my door and then they just brought me this this gift I like was so in shock and it was like so uh I, I it's so hard to describe but I just like i I was like super nervous. I dude, I oh. hear my dog outside the door. It's so funny. What ah, um, was <laughs> you talking about? Her. She knows. Um, but uh, you know, I I was super nervous. I I was worried that she would not like me. Oh. But I gave her some kibbles so her, that she would be okay with me. And then they were like, "Okay, we're gonna leave the room now." And I was like, "Oh no!" no. Oh wow! <laughs> and so then you know you just have to start trying to get to know your dog and. She was super happy. She loved to sniff Aww. everything, and I sat on the floor at her this eye level.
0: This is gonna level. make me cry. I literally feel emotional, Cassandra. Like I
1: literally girl. It was just I. I know. I literally I'm like. I
0: feel emotional.
1: I sat at her eye level, and I had a pouch of treat. This is my dog, okay, and this is so on brand. I had a yeah. pouch of treats on my on my side, like tethered to my side, and then she starts coming toward my face. And then I ended up leaning back to the point that food spilled out of my pouch. And she immediately won for it And I was like, she's oh, so spicy. She is spicy.
0: She's a sassy girl. We love but her. But I remember I looked
1: at her and I was like, oh, girl, we are going places. And so uh, it was just Well, your the-
0: personalities mesh. Like, I feel like you're a sassy queen. And Roman is also a sassy queen. And your personalities <laughs> go together so well to me. I love it.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, I don't think that there's a better pairing for me. But yes, please tell me about your first Rupert experience. Well, this
0: is really funny. So, like, Rupert flew in uh, to the airport because my breeder was a a flight away. Because Bichons are very rare. And like I said, I wanted a a reputable breeder, and they're rare. So anyways, this is really funny, though. I had watched a lot of YouTube videos of people getting their dogs at airports. And in every video, the dog was really timid and calm and kind of shy and, like, you know, and scared, like obviously a dog is gonna be scared in that situation. Sure. I, I get Rupert. He is like a bouncy, happy, licking my face. Oh. Like, and it's so on brand because, like, I wouldn't necessarily say he's like a super hyper dog because he does sleep a lot of the day, but he is just a peppy, happy boy. Whereas, like, the Bichon I grew up with was super old soul, chill, like, calm. And Rupert's like yeah. a puppy at heart. Like, he'll, like the opposite of old soul, like young at heart, puppy at heart. And um, and I remember in the car on the way home, he was like just jumping all over me the whole time, so hyper. Oh. And for a split second, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? Like this is – like oh. he's a lot. But then I inst- we instantly bonded. And I think it's a little different – When you get them as a puppy compared to... Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a little easier to bond when they're so little. But I feel like with Romana, it is interesting because she's had a whole other life before she meets yeah. you like she's had other people and other trainers that she's lived with and loved and so it does take i to, think maybe yeah. more of a minute to, to like, be
1: honest i kind of had like an existential crisis when we graduated <laughs> because um, you know after the 2 weeks and we were still getting to know each other very well and like we were still very new think of only knowing someone for like 2 weeks like right. it's not a long time but one of her she had two different puppy razors um, and Romana was two when I got her. Also, I feel like I never mentioned Romana's a yellow lab and she's six now. <laughs> I just, like, skipped all of the information. Um, but I had this moment where, like, when her her first puppy raisers came to the graduation and they were from Utah and it was this older couple, they were super sweet. And, you know, when they left, I just, like, felt so, I like, I was so emotional because... Yeah. You know, she had this whole other life yeah. and I felt almost a little bit guilty yeah. even though I knew like this was this was the purpose and that's what puppy raisers sign up for to raise a dog to give it away to someone who later is going to need it and use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But seriously, I felt like, "Oh my god, like, you know, this was her life and now like now she lives with me, but you know, I wonder how she must feel and how they must feel. And I was just, like, yeah. feeling all the feelings.
0: Yeah, and, like, dogs are very adaptive. And, of course, she's totally your baby now. But I can see how it would oh, be yeah. a little bit like, oh, I, we got a bond and all of that stuff. Yeah. Wow.
1: Right. She had six months with them when I had only two weeks. Right. So, you know, exactly. it was overwhelming. Two
0: weeks. two weeks is hardly anything. Yeah, but... I love that story though. It's so beautiful. The, our our meeting of our of our babies for the first time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, speaking of names though, since we had backtracked. Yeah. Please, please, tell me about picking your your puppy's name. My and- boy's
0: name. Well, like, for years before I got him, I'd always thought about, what would I name my dog, you know? And I always kind of wanted to name a dog Fiero from Wicked, uh, the musical Wicked, because I love Wicked. And I thought that was a cute name, like Fee and Yero and the nicknames. But anyways, anyways, my favorite piece of media ever, ever, ever is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Shock, shock. I feel like I mention it on every episode, probably, as much (laughs) as I mention theater or I mention Buffy. Um, so the, my favorite, favorite character is a character named Rupert Giles. And the thing is, is that everyone on the show calls him Giles, which is his last name. Like they, he goes by Giles. But I thought Rupert was a much cuter dog name. I like the like old... British sound of it. it sounds like a British butler or something like Rupert. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like I love it for a dog, and I was like, it's a perfect dog name. It's from my favorite character from my favorite show, so he's named after Rupert Giles from Buffy, and but I call him Rupert. So instead of Giles, but when I'm mad at him, I say the full name. I'm like Rupert Giles. So, oh, I miss him. <laughs> I'm at my parents' house. Oh, I almost did the voice, Cassandra. I almost went into the uh-huh. I miss him and I'm literally Okay, sorry. Yep. Okay, what about so something very interesting about guide dogs. I'll let you say it for people who don't know.
1: Yes, I get this question a lot, but people do not get to name their guide dogs unless they are, you know, home bred and home trained, which is pretty rare. But if you're getting a guide dog from a guide dog school, you do not get to name it. So Um, It's actually really funny because Guide dogs often get really funky names Yeah. And I kind of knew that going forward (laughs) Sometimes, like, I had been in blind spaces Before I ended up getting my guide dog So I, I knew several people with guide dogs And I had learned a bit about them So that helped aid my decision to apply And then, you know When I went to get her, I was a little bit more informed than next to nothing. But I had this massive fear before going to guide dog school that my dog was going to have a horrible name. Because it's completely within the realm of possibility. And then it's like people blame
0: you because they think you named her. And they're like, oh, why would you 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 name her?
1: (laughs) And granted, okay, you can change your dog's name after you receive them. Um, but, ho- you know, they hope that it will be something similar sounding just because, like I said, I got her when I was two. She was raised and trained by other people. And if you want to see more on that process, I plugged this on our guide dog episode. But my the place I got her, Guide Dogs for the Blind, has made, se- like, several pieces of media um, called Pick of the Litter about both the puppy raising process and then the guide dog training process. So. Yeah. On Disney+, Plus, there's a series, and I think the, the puppy-raising documentaries on, like, Netflix or Hulu or something. So, totally check those out if you want to yes. know more about what happens before a, a handler
0: gets a dog. So, don't they name every dog in the litter the same letter?
1: It depends it? the school. Sometimes yeah. donors pick the names. I've heard stories of litters having a certain theme, not just a letter. So, my dog mm. came from an R litter, but... Sometimes I've heard of like Harry Potter litters. I've heard uh. of like, sometimes alcohol companies <gasps> sponsor these things. And so I've oh. heard like Sky Vodka, Tito's Vodka. What if it was, remo- um, I mean, Corona? <laughs> right, yeah, I'm sure that that's the name of a guide dog. Um, I no, promise. I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry to that person. And
1: yeah, there's like hops, you know, the ingredient that's in yeah. beer, like lots of different off the wall things. Tito's kind of cute though,
0: actually, I'm not going to lie. That'd be a cute name. Honestly, yeah, and
1: Sky is cute too. Yeah, yeah. Um, But sometimes, I so occasionally in guide dog groups on Facebook, people will start a thread of like, okay, what's the worst guide dog name you've ever heard? And I saw one of those threads before I went to guide dog school, and I knew, like, I didn't want a dog named after food, like Waffle <laughs> or Cupcake <laughs> or... Yes. Um, I also, I had heard of a dog named Hoover, which just, oh, oh no. Yeah. And the worst one by far, which I've yet to find one to top this, is Foot. Foot? I, can- foot. I kind of love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's terrible, like, but it's so funny. I
1: would never have a guide bad. dog named Foot. That's bad. It's so, oh my bad. Gosh, that's so bad. I hope they renamed that dog. Boy. But I felt super, super lucky to have a, my guide dog be named Romana. She gets mistaken for a lot of things like Ramona, Ramona or yeah. Roma Tomatoes. I think someone once called her Ramada, like the Ramada Inn. Ah.
0: No, but it fits her. Or Romano really well. cheese. It sounds like royalty, which totally fits our queen. It does. It does, and it's yeah. funny
1: because it also works. since I'm I'm Puerto Rican and I speak Spanish, it also works in Spanish, because Romana would be a woman from Rome. Oh, so okay. you know, she's yeah. a Roman woman. She's Roman.
0: <laughs> we love what we love her. Um. So now, since we're like I keep saying, we're comparing and contrasting service dogs and pet dogs. We were going to go through a little bit of, like, what a typical day in the life is like with our dogs. And, of course, right now, we are in unprecedented times
1: with the COVID-19.
0: Um, I hate this word. But <laughs> as far as, like, a normal day before that, like, for instance, you really never leave your dog's side. Pretty much ever. Sometimes. No. <laughs> but, you know, there are there are differences. So definitely, like, take me through your day with her of what that would look like on a normal basis
1: sure so I, I I had her throughout undergrad and I also have had her in my current living situation so in undergrad it was all pretty much different for every semester but um you know kind of the typical thing was like we would walk to class sometimes we'd go to a cafe in the middle of the day or in the morning Sometimes we'd go back home in the afternoon when I had a a break. So uh, we did a whole lot of walking. Uh, I went to Ohio State University, which is a a very, very large university. They have their own zip code, which is, you know, 43210, which is easy to remember. Um, But um, so we we did do a lot of walking, and it wasn't super routine. But when I graduated and since I started working full time, I lived in an apartment that was very close within walking distance to my work. So, almost every day, sometimes if there was bad weather, I'd take a lift. We would walk to work. And so, she would be working, guiding me to work, which was really helpful because I lived by a really busy main road. And the walk was pretty straight, but it did take about a good 15 to 20 minutes to walk it was like a it was still like good exercise and on most good days it was nice to have so we would walk through we worked in a big corporate building so we would walk throughout the building during the day when I I wasn't at my desk maybe meet some friends for lunch maybe grab some coffee and then we'd walk back home so Mm -hmm. some days we'd have evening activities so I might have left her for an evening activity just because I felt like she might have wanted a break. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'd take her, maybe if I had church in the evening or Bible study or if I was going to see a friend or something. And then if I were to go out, like, with friends on a Friday night, say, I would definitely leave her just because, you know sometimes it's just impractical to have a guide dog and going out with friends is just one of those times that it's not very practical to have a guide dog and you know I don't need her I'll I'll take my cane and I'll stick close to my friends so yeah but yeah and then maybe on the weekends we'd run some errands I'd take a lot of Ubers or I'd take the bus and um and we'd go pretty much everywhere together
0: yeah I like it's interesting because Rupert is not nearly as well-trained as a guide dog is because they're, they're like, some of the most well-trained dogs in the world. And they are still dogs, and they, you know, they do still play around like dogs. You're able to take their harness off, you know, and play mm-hmm. with them and stuff. A lot of people yeah. think they're, like, constantly a robot, like, working. And no, like, yeah. they're a pet too. But what I find so funny is I walk Rupert a lot. I walk him, like, twice a day. And he is my eyes in a way. Like, he, he definitely doesn't guide me at all the way a guide dog does at all. But he, I can tell when he sees something, and he sees it before I do, obviously, because I can't mm-hmm. see. And it actually is, like, so interesting to me how much better his eyes work than me and how, like, he kind of alerts me of things when we're walking, which mm-hmm. which I like. But it also kind of scares me sometimes, because when I can tell he can see something, it kind of scares me when I can't see it. I'm like, what do you see? Like, another dog? A person? Like, who knows? Um... Right. But yeah, a typical day for us, like when, when I was working pre-COVID, I did leave him. I, Since I do have so many friends with service dogs, I get annoyed by the people that take their pets everywhere. That's just not, it's not how it's supposed to be. And it's becoming a trend. And I don't like that trend at all. Yes, my dog is small and he's sweet. But no, he's a dog, and he can stay at home, and it hurts me. I love him with all my heart. I wish I could be with I miss him when I leave. I wish I could be with him all the time. But I'm not going to take no. him with me everywhere because I don't need him everywhere. He's not a service dog, and he will be okay at home. Your dog is not going to die staying at home for a few hours. Sorry, I get a little, I get a little heated about that because it, like, annoys me. <laughs> um, but it's just become such a trend, and it needs to stop with people parading their dogs off as fake service dogs and all that just to take them places. Um We have a whole
1: excellent rant in episode two. Oh,
0: excellent rant. Check it out. Just some self promo. But anyway, he... (laughs) Like, I... Now that we're in the pandemic, I rarely ever leave him, so I probably am spending just as much time with him as Cassandra is with (laughs) Romana at the moment. I work from home. I rarely leave. And he has gotten... He never, never had separation anxiety before this pandemic, and now he started to get that, and we're going to have to work Mm -hmm. on that when things start getting back to normal. But... Yeah, so that's my typical day with him. He's always by my side. He's my baby. I I keep saying that. Yes.
1: You have a Rupert cam.
0: I do have a little Rupert cam so I can watch him when I leave. And I only, I didn't have that through his whole life. I only got that when he started showing signs of separation anxiety because I was trying to train him out of it. And we have gotten, we've gotten really far. We've gotten way further than we were um at the beginning of his separation That's anxiety great. but i had to i had to monitor him and see how he was doing and so i still obsessively check my camera and look at his cute little face and look at his cute little oh. body and
1: so yeah i know it's been it's been really really weird having a guide dog in the pandemic because uh, I do know some handlers that got their dogs just before the pandemic, so it's been, like, even stranger that you yeah. have this dog that you're supposed to be using, but um, but I know that Romana is she's incredibly smart um, and so I rarely get to work her because, again, I'm being super safe and I'm not going anywhere and besides that, I can't you know, it's not like I can drive, so I'm not besides not walking too much um, you know But we're doing what we can, and so sometimes I'll just take her on a walk, like a pet. Yeah. But there are times where sometimes I'll need to grab something at the store, and I can't get it delivered, so we will walk to the store. And, you know, I get to put on her harness then, and it's just so nice to to be able to have her... Where it can be my eyes, and I can really just take a a breather and let yeah. her pretty much take the wheel. So like when you um, walk her in the neighborhood, you don't put her on harness. Like you
0: you said you walk her like a pet. Does that just mean like on a leash, regular leash? Yeah,
1: I just yeah I'll just like walk her with a leash sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I where I live now it doesn't have like a great great sidewalk. So like I would rather just have her on a leash in a in a parking lot. Even yeah. though she. She has and can work there, but um but yeah i I did that last week, but at the same time, I regretted it because it was so bright outside. Mm. but I noticed she started subconsciously trying to guide me, which is oh. kind of incredible, but oh. like she wasn't in harness, she wasn't really working, but she was just on a leash, but she was still doing all the guide things oh, that's and she so would cute. stop at the curbs and she would like stop at a car, and I was like. Girl, you are so smart. That You're is so, smart. so
0: sweet. I love it.
1: I know. But, yeah, so it, she's still, like, she's still got it. You know, yeah. I know some guide dogs have had to retire through the pandemic. And she's, you know, she's bored. But she's gotten to spend a lot of quality time with my parents. She's got to play a lot more. Yeah. Um, And so it's been, it hasn't been great. But I know that, like, when we go back to working more consistently she's still gonna be doing good because when yeah. I put her in that harness like she still got it it'll come back to her it's like riding a bike they say you know it'll just I think it'll come
0: right even though I, d- I can't ride a bike to save my life but uh, <laughs> I think it'll come right
1: back to her I think so too and she's still young enough like she's six um yeah so that she's kind of in her prime so I think yeah. that she'll she'll still you know maybe a little bit of a retrain but she'll still be on ready to go.
0: Yes. So, speaking of training, I wanted to talk about the difference of that, too, of training a dog, because obviously, like, I got Rupert as a puppy. He knew nothing. He was not potty trained. He was not (laughs) (laughs) chewing trained. He was not any kind of trained, and I will say, like, I, I worked very hard with him, and there are some things I'm really happy that he has learned, and there are some things that he still isn't that great at, but I, you know, I had to potty train him. I had to go through all that, and it was And he, I will say, like, I worked so hard with him on that. And he is perfectly potty trained. He would never, ever, ever dare think of going in the house, which is so nice. But, you know, I was up at 2 in the morning letting him out of his crate to go potty. I was having to watch him like a hawk. Uh And then he, the whole chewing process of teaching him not to do that. And, like, you know, I had to teach him not to beg for food. And he never does. He never does. He still is horrendous at jumping on people when they come in the house. And actually, he, <laughs> he went to obedience school, and that was the one thing – he passed obedience school, but that was the one thing Yay! he failed. He failed the polite greeting is what they called it. He cannot greet people politely. He gets <sighs> way too excited. Like, people make him more excited than anything else, and he kind of loses his mind and, like, can't be reasoned with when people come in the house, especially now during the pandemic because I have nobody over anymore. So when people do come right. over – it's this big thing for him. So, yeah, is he perfectly trained? No. But he walks pretty good on leash. He's potty trained. He doesn't beg for food. Like, there's a lot to be grateful for with him. But he, you know, he's not perfect. He he was a bad chewer. He went through... it. I mean, he still, on occasion, will chew things to kind of get my attention. But it's so much better now than he's huh. two. But, oh my gosh, it was such a nightmare. Like, he... I mean, we'll talk about this a little later in the episode, but the things he has eaten, I mean, it's just truly incredible.
1: But... Tell wow. me about... But well, wait, how, like, did, well, what, how did you break him from the chewing habit? Because I feel like different owners do different oh, things. Oh, gosh.
0: I tried everything. A- at the end of the day, it really was just him having to grow up to get out of that phase. But I did have, mm-hmm. like, bitter apple spray that I would spray on things. And I tried it all. Nothing deterred him. He's a very determined dog. Like, he, <laughs> he doesn't give up without a fight. And he will do anything he wants. So... Nothing he else. A feisty boy. Oh, he's feisty. It really was him growing up to get out of out of the teething phase. Now he rarely chews yeah. on anything
1: anymore, but Well, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. totally good. Yeah, but he never like ripped your furniture or anything? Oh, no he did. It, a lot of it. oh no
0: but I watched him like a hawk I'm a helicopter mom so he never got too much damage plus he's a small dog like bigger dogs can do more damage to furniture and things like that but no I I have bite marks in many a table and chair at my house right now (laughs) absolutely
1: hey a small price to pay for a beautiful baby absolutely oh dang it I was about to do the
0: voice Ah! <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: i like have That's to stay so adult funny. absolutely cassandra yes right like stay adult stay cool <laughs> don't do your dog boy um, do um, oh it just comes out i can't help it when i talk about him he's just so cute the restraint this is taking of talking about him for an hour i just can't
1: you guys um, <laughs> you should be
0: so proud but like training a guide dog I'm just curious at how much you have to do to keep her training intact because obviously she's fully trained when she comes to you but
1: it's not like like do you how much do you have to do with her right so part of it is general maintenance and part of it is like handler specific so of course again I got my dog when she was two I didn't have to potty train her. I didn't have to get her to stop doing obnoxious things. You know, that was the puppy raisers. And I'm immensely, immensely grateful to them for all of the love and the hours and hours they put into my dog. I can never repay them for that. And it's just something I just have to be so grateful for. And I think every guide dog handler just feels the same way. Like, it's just a debt we could never repay. But... Yeah, so <laughs> Romana is a really, really good dog. She's very, very smart. Um, She's extremely quiet, and so she has barked like four times since I've gotten her, and That's they were amazing. all while she was off harness, usually playing, and usually with another dog. But, you know, hmm. but she's not a saint. I feel like... Ah! A lot of people think that guide dogs are magical, and part of it is also that they breed them extremely well. They pick some of, like, the best behaved dogs to be breeders. Yeah. To try and keep those good qualities in dogs. She's very curious, and she's very sniffy, and she really, really, really likes food. Um, So... That's something I have to watch her for, and so I have my own rules for her in the house. Of course, when she's in the house, she's a pet, and she's not in her harness, and I don't need her to be, but I have some rules. Like, I don't allow her in the kitchen unless her bowls are there and she's eating or drinking water, but after that, like, if she's in the kitchen, I, like, I do not want her to be there. I don't want her to be, like, scrounging around for food or looking for the trash can because um she does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she looks for the trash can. Oh. And that is like her go-to spot to like get into when she's feeling <laughs> like she needs attention. Oh. But yeah, so in terms of like obedience training, there's an element that goes into that. Since they are with us all the time, part of that is reinforced every day that we're together. Mm-hmm. You know, every day I ask her to sit or lay down. And so whether it's at home or whether we're like riding a bus, whatever it is that we're doing, she still has to know these things. However, I think recall is something that can be improved with her. Um I don't often use recall too much, but if I let her run around in, like, my parents' backyard, for example, it does take her a minute to come back. Uh, so, you know, something I could work on with her, for sure. But with a guide dog also, what's cool is you can, you know, people ask me, like, does your dog know any tricks? Like, no, I guess her guiding me is the best trick. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, where I got her in Guide Dogs for the Blind, they do clicker training. So, for those that aren't don't know or are unfamiliar, clicker training is basically you get this box that makes a really loud click sound, and they are conditioned to know that that loud click is excuse me is always going to be followed by food. So, dogs that are super food motivated and praise motivated, they are excellent clicker training dogs, and Romana is both of those things. So Aww. she is so good with clicker training. She is incredibly smart. And how how I use that is I also teach her what things are. So it's really helpful as a guide dog handler when I'm in a crowded space or an unfamiliar space and I want her to find something for me, I can tell her to do that. And it's so helpful. Like I, I've taught her how to find chairs. I've taught her how to find water fountains, trash cans, poles, and like specifically pole... You know, she doesn't know the difference, but I know when I'm coming up to like a pole with a traffic signal yeah. so that I'll, I'll tell her to go find the pole oh, wow, and then yeah. she will take me to it so I can push the button. And then, you know, she knows other things that were taught to her prior to me. Like she knows how to find stairs and the edges of curbs and um, a few other things. I, uh, she she does know who people in my family are. It's not, like, something you're supposed to teach them, but she just knows who they are. Yeah. So, sometimes, if I'm following people, I will tell her to follow, like, my mom. Oh, yeah. And she will she will target them in a crowd, which is really helpful. So, um, and most recently, over the pandemic, I did teach her, so, her favorite thing is to lay on a cushion when we're at home. So, I taught her how to find her cushion oh. when I want her to go and lay down. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's more of like both it is reinforcing and it is like obviously reinforcing good behaviors, but also I can teach her how to locate stuff for both of our benefits. Yes, yes. And I will quickly throw in uh,
0: my, my favorite tip for housebreaking a dog because people constantly ask, how do you housebreak a dog? And this is the, my dog was housebroken in like a week. He was housebroken really well. So this is the way you do it. You watch them like a hawk and if that means that you have to have a a leash on them inside the house by all means do it if you can't watch them put them in a crate or have a leash on them but watch them like a hawk and the second you see them squat to pee you pick them up and you put them outside you have to catch them in the act if you don't catch them in the act it's not gonna work. And that is my advice. So for all you people who have dogs that are still peeing in the house, you have Good to catch tip. them. You have to catch them in Good the tip. act. You can't you can't yep. do it any
1: other way. Right. Well, because dogs and and this is also really important and, and has to do with also me training my guy dog. Dogs don't know that like if you if you see it after it's happened and you Yeah uh correct them then, they don't exactly know what it is that they did wrong. Yeah, they exactly. have to know while it's happening. So if I if I've you know, my dog is super, super responsive to me, but very few other people. Uh, yeah. So um so if she'll take advantage of someone's trust or if she will like I try to keep her in specific places. I I she's never usually out of my sight. Um or you know, in a place that I feel like she could get to anything specifically. But if I do walk in on her and she has gotten into something, I mean, I can't really correct her then. cause Right. Exactly. It's a little too late. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, wanted to quickly talk about one other little difference between a guide dog and a pet dog. And it's the entire idea of retirement, which is retirement. so sad to think about. Yes so sad <laughs> I hate thinking about the idea that my dog will one day have to retire but oh, no. I know that it'll be when she's ready hopefully sometimes dogs can pass before then unfortunately so I, I really really hope that doesn't happen I hope that she can have just a, a beautiful little transition but yes basically the idea is that guide dogs work about from the age of two for about maybe eight years six to eight years until they're about maybe 10. And I'm like trying not to think too hard about uh, it because we've already stop. passed our fourth year so uh, we're about stop. halfway done. Uh-huh, stop. Uh but um basically <laughs> it's just when a dog either is ill and like has some health significant health problems that would affect their ability to work or they're just getting older and they're getting more tired and they don't love working anymore. You know, guide yeah. dogs they, they love working. My dog, when she's in harness, she's so happy. Aww. And she feels so, like, useful. And I think that, you know, we just... We have this super tight bond. And I know that she just loves to work. But the moment that, like, she doesn't, it's going to just break my heart into a million oh, pieces. Stop, but stop, I know stop. that it'll be the time for her to stop being a guide dog. Yeah. So you know what that looks like is different for every handler and i can't say for sure what our retirement is going to look like cuz i'm not sure what my situation is going to be at the time that 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 happens and also it depends on a lot of factors like whether you're going to get a second dog or or you know a future successor dog or yeah. um your living situation at the time or the dog's physical health but from Guide Dogs for the Blind, you get first choice to keep your retired guide. So you get to keep your dog as a pet and they get to live in the life of luxury oh. in their 401k that they banked and eat ah. all the treats because I'm very strict about my dog having treats because I don't want her to gain too much weight that it would, like, hurt her hips or anything. Yeah, yeah. But she will get all the treats and get to oh. lay on all of the soft things. Yeah. But if that for some reason wouldn't work or if I'm getting a successor dog and it's really difficult on her to watch the transition cause that can happen Yeah. Uh-huh. and they can feel, they can feel replaced. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty common that like guide dog handlers will let their guide go and live with a family member. So she'd probably be with my parents if it didn't work out for her to stay with me. Yeah. Um, and you know there are other options for those, uh, those that don't work. Like you could give, her, you could assign her to pretty much anyone, um, or you could send her back to the school, and they have a long waiting list of people that would be happy to adopt a retired guide. Yeah. Um, or she could go back to one of her puppy raisers. So there's a lot of options for retired guide dogs, but of course. I would love to keep her or I would love to have my parents keep her if it didn't work out, if I got a successor. But yeah, it's sad. It's really, really sad. But you know, I know that she'll be ready.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's so sad to talk about. I don't want to think about it. Stop it. No, you're not allowed to talk about that anymore. I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: That's it. That's it. I don't want uh, to <laughs> talk about it.
0: I don't want to talk about it. We're done with that. Yeah. I mean, there's not really an an equivalent to retiring for a pet dog. Well, there might be one, but we definitely won't talk about that. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, if the equivalent is like uh your dog dying. Um, no, we're not going to talk about that. No. Yeah, Sky
1: dogs also die, unfortunately. Well, yes, that oh, happens. Dogs just... die.
0: So sad. How did this podcast go from happy things to dogs die? I don't know. Uh, Um, but no, it's but we have funny things coming up. Funny things. So yes, we have ready. You want to sing it together at the same time? We have a a game. Oh, wait, wait. Weren't we gonna do awkward moments? Oh, I thought that was part of the game. No, it's not. (laughs) You're right. Okay, so before we do the quick game, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. Before we do the quick game, we wanted to talk about our favorite, quote unquote, awkward moments with our dog or moments that your dog did something maybe that wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny to look back on now. (laughs) Times your dog maybe got into something they weren't supposed to be in or did something wrong or, you know, those weird moments with your dog so i have many but i'll make them quick but do you want to go first do you want to go back and forth let's
1: alternate let's alternate alternate. yeah okay so i'll start with a less funny one and i will i will grow in what i think are the funniest ones so this one is really recent but again guide dogs are not magic even though they are very well trained so i have spent a lot of time in my parents house through the pandemic i again i still have my own place but It's just nice to, you know, it's nice to not be completely alone uh, all the time. And so I was here at my parents' house and I have this box where I have her food. It's this container. It's very well sealed. um, And it's this plastic box that's, I think it's weatherproof and everything. I'll link it in the show notes if you want like a good weatherproof uh, um, guide uh, dog food container. But I never. I never forget to put the lid back on. No. Oh. But I did that day. Oh no. I've been working from home and so I was downstairs working. And sometimes my dog I like I leave out water for her and sometimes my dog will run upstairs and drink some water. Um so that's what I thought she was doing. She was not. She was periodically grazing from this open box of food. And I was none the wiser. Fortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of food left in there to begin with. But I I do not know how much food she ate. But it came to the point that I feed her twice a day. So I was going to feed her for dinner. I first, I felt her side. Oh, My dog is very, she's very athletic and she's got very tucked in hips. She was... So bloated, Casey. Oh. I was like, oh, wait. And then I saw that the box was open. And I was like, no. oh, no. Oh, bloated girl. Oh, my gosh. She has since recovered from good, the bloating. I'm glad. But
0: <laughs> so I have a few funny ones. Um, so when my dog was little, he one day I turned. He was outside. I turned my head for a split second. I look back and he's spasming like he's literally convulsing. OK, It scared the living crap out of me. I thought, my dog is is having a seizure. Something is wrong. And he was just convulsing out of control. Called my vet. My vet said he might have epilepsy. Try to get it on tape. It happened again, like Mm -hmm. a month later. And I got a little bit of it on tape. And my vet was just like, I don't know. Like, some of it looks like a seizure. Some of it doesn't. I can't tell. Like, you know. And so, I just keep an eye on him. And we'll do some tests if we need to. Anyway, I saw it happen again. And... He had been licking stink bugs and the taste, the taste of the stink bug was so horrendous that he would start like shaking his head really hard and convulsing. (laughs) <laughs> and I told my vet this, and he died. And the the first few times I didn't. See how did it you find out? Because I knew that I had had some stink bugs out there, and I and I smelled it. You know how this, you, There's a certain smell of stink bugs. So like, yeah. my blind self used my sense of smell, and I smelled it, and I was like, he is licking stink bugs, and like, I just could not believe that that was what was happening. So, yes. He wanted to be friends. That was that. That's that story.
1: That's hilarious. Okay, I have two more, but this is like the infamous Romana story. So, when I was in college, I lived in my sorority's house for a couple years. And so, the second year I was there, I was in my own room. And it was around Halloween. And I had a large bag of mini Reese's Cups.
0: But, you know, I
1: went downstairs, I closed the door to the bedroom, but I didn't close the door to her crate. (laughs) So I went downstairs and I was, I talked to some people. It was not that long a period of time, truly. And usually she was very good about staying in her crate. Like she would just chill there and then I'd come back. Uh, But that day she did not. And she ate this like one pound bag (sighs) Of a mini Reese's Cups. And I came back upstairs and she was... This is my dog, okay? She is... She has no remorse. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever she gets into stuff like this, she never really feels bad. ah, She always is very proud... Um, yes, yes, ah! the wrappers were on, they were wrapped in foil, oh my and God. and for a while I was genuinely confused because, like, the bag was just, like, it didn't look like it had any bite marks or anything, it was just, like, a very clean open, Weird. and so I was like, wait, did she even eat this, did someone come in my room and grab them, like, I had yeah. no idea, there was no wrappers on the ground, so I decided to call poison control, and I was like, my dog ate a bunch of chocolate. Um, help me. Yeah, and they they said that well, you know, and pro tip for anyone whose dog eats Reese's cups, most they're mostly peanut butter. Yeah, and they're also milk chocolate, so right. it's not actually the worst thing that they could possibly eat. Um, but then, then they asked if the wrappers were on, and they said, "Is she a lab?" Oh. And I said, "Yeah." She's like, "You know what? She'll probably be fine." Ah. <laughs> She had no diarrhea. She didn't throw up once from the whole ordeal, but several days later, I found wrappers in her poo and yep. I didn't work her for a few days, and so yep. that was her punishment. There you go. Mostly because I didn't know if she was going to to like actually have diarrhea and I didn't want that to happen in public. Yeah. Um so I kind of fed her bread for a few days, but like I was scared the daylights out of me honestly i had no idea i was like is my dog gonna die like oh, that's so true, she was Anna. absolutely fine and was very proud of herself happy halloween yes. romana happy
0: halloween <laughs> <laughs> i have two little moments that scared the living daylights out of me at the time one time rupert chewed through a cord that was on it was a lamp cord and the lamp was on and he <gasps> got shocked and like electric shock oh. and He started screaming and, like, ran away with his tail down. And it, like... I mean, it could have been really bad. It could have been really bad, but he was fine. And it's very scary. Um, And I didn't see it happen because he was underneath my bed. And it was, like, my lamp on my my bedside table. And he was doing it in secret underneath my bed. Um, Another time that scared (laughs) me to death was when he was a little puppy. He went behind my washing machine. And he was (gasps) stuck behind the washing machine. And I i'm i can't move a washing machine like I can, yeah. it was way too big and he like actually had to like like get out of it like backing up like he like backed backwards out of the washing machine and thank goodness he got himself out because that scared the crap out of me so those two moments they're not even really funny moments but looking back i'm like oh my gosh this dog <laughs> put me through the ringer when he was little like i cannot believe him
1: my last story was while my dog was working, and I almost forgot this happened, but I, I remembered, and it was hilarious. Um, I think it was the summer after I'd gotten her. I was at a convention, and I had gotten a scholarship from uh, like the American Council of the Blind. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for getting me through school. But um, I was on the stage, and uh, I was gonna give a like an acceptance speech, like a thank you for helping me get my dreams, all of those good things that... um, And there was the table with the board of directors. It was a very low table, and it was next to me on my left. And so I went up there with my guide dog, and I started speaking. And then I felt it. What? And I glanced behind (laughs) me. Casey, my dog found her way while on harness into like practically into the lap of the vp that was no! next to me she was licking his no. face while no. i was speaking and i couldn't do anything no. i couldn't correct her while i was at the podium oh but my no, god she was. She took uh, lots of liberties there, which that she has never done anything else so like funny. that. But it was like <laughs> I, I. think it was the kind of thing where she started probably licking his hand, and yeah. then she just got bold and like got I up got onto bold. the edge of his chair. But yes. girl, I like girl. wrapped up as fast as I could, and I like kind of yanked her down yeah. with me, and I was like, I can't
0: believe you oh, did that. <laughs> my gosh, that's so funny, though. Ah, it's even but I guess she gave him access. her thanks. Yes, I know. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, now, do you want to say it now? Now we have a game. game. So this is a quick rapid fire game. We'll try to make it quick because we are already have talked for a very, very long time.
1: Our longest episode is about dogs.
0: Yeah, on brand, honestly on brand. Okay, so first is what is your nickname for your dog? Do you have any nicknames for her? These are just rapid fire questions about our dogs, by the okay. way.
1: Okay. Yeah. Several, but mostly it's Angel. I mostly call her Angel, but I also call her Bebe, uh, Ro-Ro or Ro, and also Romanita.
0: Oh, so when Rupert was little, I started calling him Honey Bunches of Oaths but then it turned into bun or bunny so i call him bun and bunny as often as i call him rupert i also call him ru i call him rulu bun i call him bad news a lot or cute news or just news i call my mom calls him rotty egg because he's spoiled rotten um so yeah those are his names bun bunny rulu bun yeah all of those
1: <laughs> i love it okay what is rupert's favorite toy
0: Rupert is not a toy driven dog Or a food driven dog really But his favorite game his favorite thing is I have this puzzle game where you like Hide treats in this like maze Puzzle Ooh. thing and he he Loves it and he finds them all in 0.5 seconds he's a smart dude But um
1: he loves He gets
0: so excited when I get that out He can't even contain it
1: himself Oh my goodness Yeah Romana also doesn't really Love too many toys Um but her favorites are she she will occasionally chew like a, like a nylon bone. Um, yeah she loves playing tug of war. like that's her favorite thing. Aww. so I get her I have these felt ropes for her and so when she's excited, she'll bring you a rope. <laughs> um, but um, also she I, I, for the pandemic and it's been really helpful, I've got I got her this little cube that I put her part of her breakfast in. And then I let her push it around, like she's it looks like she's playing soccer, it's so cute, but she goes nuts for her little cube
0: (laughs) yeah like it is it like a kong wobbler because rupert eats all his food out of that thing
1: pretty much yeah Yeah. so she like she like kicks the cube around and then like the food will fall out that's what
0: he does that's what he eats all of his meals out of is a wobbler thing that he pushes the food out of he loves it. she loves it he loves more than
1: anything (laughs) yeah except her rope
0: (laughs) okay so now favorite outfits for your dog. Okay, so I have
1: several outfits. She has lots of, you know, gear besides her harness. She's got, like, coats and shoes that she despises because she hates wearing shoes. Um, But she's got lots of little bandanas, and she looks so cute in them. I keep buying her them for different seasons. Yes! Um... And then for Halloween, I'll usually do, like, a, like a couple's costume with my dog. Oh. So, um, one time I was a pirate and she was a little mermaid. <laughs> um, one time um, I did uh, Cruella de Vil and she was a little Dalmatian. Cute. <laughs> So, yeah, those are the outfits I've dressed her up in. What about Rupert? Yeah,
0: Rulu has a lot of bandanas for, like, every season. He has an Easter dana, Christmas dana, all that. Um, I call them danas because I have to make everything cute in my dog, you know, uh, thing. (laughs) Uh, He has some cute bow ties. He has a jack-o'-lantern costume. I just use the same one for Halloween most of the time for him. And so, yeah, but, like, I don't trust him. Wait, what about that tweed suit? Oh, that yeah, tweed yes. suit. He has a tweed suit because he's named after the character Rupert Giles. And it's like a joke that Rupert Giles always wears tweed. So, yes, he has a tweed suit so with a tweed cute. bow tie. And it is so cute. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes.
1: I like, I feel like that's such a classic Rupert pick. We'll oh, put it, it in the show notes. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes.
1: Okay. What are positions that your dog sleeps in?
0: okay so he really likes the donut position where he's like in a circle where his face is like in his butt and he also (laughs) really really he always does this position where he's on his back and like his head is off to one side and his back legs are off to like the complete opposite side he like twists like a pretzel and like I love he sleeps in my bed with me and I love he like pushes me with his rabbit legs like you know, he has these He'll push he'll, he'll always be touching me like on my legs and it's so cute oh. I love sleeping with him it's my favorite part of the day to cuddle oh
1: what I love about that Romana Ro? pretty much has she pretty much does the same thing as Rupert actually so she usually is a very tight little circle um when she's like sleeping at night but Yeah, she will do that funky snake position where like she looks broken. Yes, and I was so scared when I when she would do that when I was in training with her. I was like, Oh my god, (laughs) is that normal? Like, Um, what is she doing? So I'll put some of my like dog. Yes, I want to do that too. too.
0: I want to put some of Rupert's pictures in the show notes. So you know, yeah, check out the show notes. (laughs) So funny. Okay, so what is the thing that gets your dog the most excited?
1: Oh okay. Um, she loves it when people knock on the door. Oh. She always runs when people knock on the door. Um, she's very excited when she comes inside, especially when I take off a maybe a coat or a raincoat she was wearing, depending on like how the weather was that day. Oh yeah. Um, so she'll like run and run and run. Um, or you know, seeing my parents or someone that she really loves, like she gets super <clears throat> psyched. And she also loves like to run. She's very fast. Yeah. But. There's not always a lot of places where she can Run so you know she does Get really excited it's kind of a treat Aww
0: um, The thing that makes Rupert the most excited Besides people coming over like I already Talked about is going in the car He if, oh. if He knows like I turn on the alarm when I leave The house and if I'm turning it on and he knows He's coming with me he will start Having a panic attack like in, like Of excitement like he Gets <laughs> so excited to leave the House and go in the car Aww. Loves it.
1: That's so special. Yes. Okay. Um. Speaking of which, of getting excited, what do they do? What does Rupert do when he's excited? When
0: he's excited, he kind of loses his mind, like I talked about earlier. He <laughs> just loses all, like, sense of, like, you know, self. Like, he just completely gets he, he's a very excitable dog and he just I've never seen a dog get excited quite the way he does and I wish I could calm him down when he gets like that but he just kinda loses it. So yeah.
1: That's so <laughs> what funny. About Romana's Ro? she's pretty similar to be honest. Um she'll like wiggle around on her back sometimes. Oh, like Oh yeah, yeah. It's which is cute. But I think the classic Romana's like super hyped is she does my family and I call it spin cycle. Uh-huh. But she will spin in, like, ah. these super tight circles. And, oh, my like, gosh. And, like, and it's kind of terrifying and you don't want to get in the way because she'll just keep going <laughs> and she'll take you out. Yeah. But, like, she, like, flips her body in a way that I do not understand. What? And it's really fantastic so like sometimes she'll go like clockwise and then she'll go cl- counterclockwise for a sec it's usually really short lived Yeah. but it's like pretty incredible to watch
0: Rupert kind of does something he doesn't spin but he does what I call blitz and a lot of Bichons do the Bichon blitz where he will just start running like, like as fast as he possibly can around the house and it's hilarious to watch he like makes these like funny noises <laughs> with it and yeah like oh it's so funny so what about what scares them the most slash things they hate the most
1: yeah so ramada isn't scared of a whole lot but there's a lot of things she doesn't like she hates any form of precipitation so and this was something we had to work through especially since like we would be working in the rain and she would hate to like go over puddles because she don't like to be wet like (laughs) yeah, so you know to the point that like I was a little bit worried, especially when we'd cross the street and the curb was flooded. She would refuse, and that was a problem that we worked through. Yeah. Um, But, you know, she's a lot better about it now. You know, she tolerates it, but she's not a fan of... She doesn't really care for snow either. Um, She doesn't like to be cold. And she also hates walking over grates in the sidewalk. She will avoid it if she can. And if she can't... She, like, walks, like, really prissy on them.
0: Oh, I understand. (laughs) Or really fast. Well, it's funny because Rupert actually doesn't mind the rain at all. He'll literally stand in the rain for like an hour if he could. Like he doesn't mind it at all. But he hates umbrellas. He's afraid of umbrellas when I open an umbrella. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the toaster when it pops. He doesn't he doesn't (laughs) like the oven when I open it. But something he really hates is being brushed. And that's unfortunate because Bichons need a lot of brushing. Um, And he hates it. He hates it. That reminds
1: me, Romana does not like the room. I have like the robotic vacuum so you know she doesn't she's not like crazy about it but like she's not scared of it but like if she's laying down and it bonks her she will stand (laughs) up and walk away and like come stand next to me and be like mom that thing is bothering me yeah yeah that's great okay what is your dog's favorite dog friend my dog's
0: favorite dog friend is one of my best friends dog shout out his name is Groot he's a golden doodle and he's my friend Audrey's dog and he has an Instagram I'm gonna plug it Groot the dude spelled d-o-o-d like doodle so g-r-o-o-t the dude you know I might even (laughs) plug it in the show notes he has a great Instagram they're like best friends like they're exactly the same size they're both right around like 17 pounds or whatever and they love playing together and we love walking them together. We love taking them out to eat together back before the pandemic and doing a lot together. And he loves his friend Guru. So, yes. Oh, that's, Aww, that's so
1: cute. Yeah. Ramana doesn't get to see too many dogs super frequently. But if I had to say, like, the dog she sees the most often is um this woman that cuts our hair. Her name is Sherry. And she has this really little, I don't even know, I think she's like a like a Maltese, uh. she's small, uh, but her name is Lola, and oh. Lola, I think, is scared of Romana because Romana's quite larger than her, yeah. but Romana really likes Lola, oh. and so it's really cute, and, like, they'll they'll kind of interact from a distance, but they will, like, they, they seem to enjoy each other's company, oh, at least so cute. far away.
0: That's so cute. All right, what's your favorite thing, of, or, or, like, what's, like, the cutest thing about your dog? Like, when you look at your dog, you're like, that's
1: the cutest little thing I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Um, Let's see. There's so many cute things. Uh, I'll try to list them quickly, ah. but, like, just her her whole, her whole little face, like, she's yes. got a, a little pinkish nose, which I just think is darling. Her little snout is, like... Kind of short. Like I think yeah. lads can have longer longer snouts, but she has a very short one and I think it's just so cute. She's got like the softest, velvetyest ears ever, and her eyes are this gorgeous like amber color. Yeah. And and it also looks like she has like eyeliner on. So she's really <laughs> a pretty, pretty dog. She is so, uh, but yeah, I just I just look at her whole face and I'm just like you're the most beautiful being on this world. She is
0: so pretty. <laughs> like she's a beautiful looking, she's a great looking dog. I agree. Um, I think Rupert for me I, the curls just get me the ringlet curls. I just can't <laughs> handle it. I love the curls I love his stubby short front legs. I think they're so freaking cute I love the black nose and the black eyes against the white fur. I think it's really cute I love the circular head. I love the curled up tail. I love the way he walks so I, I literally I, I just look at him. I can't even handle it. How cute he is. So
1: <laughs> Oh my, my gosh favorite. All of him <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, and then the last one we have is, what what does your dog do when he sees that you're sad? Because dogs are usually pretty empathetic.
0: Yes, Rupert is very loving to me. He has his moments, though. Like, sometimes he'll be really in tune with me when I'm sad, and sometimes he's just oblivious to what's going on. But... There there have been a few times where I've been crying and he will literally stop what he's doing if he's away from me and he'll come over oh. and he'll he'll just give me this look of concern like he really genuinely is concerned oh. and he'll cuddle with me and and then like I, it's kind of funny cuz a few times like after he's done cuddling with me and he knows I've had the time, he'll just he'll walk away, but he gives me that moment with him and it's just really sweet. So yeah.
1: That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. sometimes Armana like will also give me my space. Um so, sometimes I, like, I appreciate that, but at, at the same time, sometimes mm-hmm. she will, like, walk over to me and, like, put her face on my lap. Yeah. And she's like, hey, you good? Like, I'm I'm here. Um. And sometimes she'll also, she'll bring me her rope. She's Aww, like, hey, look, look, a thing that's stop. happy. Here you go. Like, <laughs> it's so cute. So, she'll... She's also done that, like, when other family members have been, like, sad or crying, and it's a really cute. That's the
0: cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. I think there's no better way to end it than that, honestly.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you so. all for being here. This was a on long one. <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> but thank you for coming on this journey with us. Of talking about Give us those ratings
1: for that dog voice, and we will see you guys again in two weeks. Bye! Bye!